KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. I want to talk about the other side of the trade, specifically the assets and the players that the Mavericks are losing. Like, I know so much of this conversation is caught up with Kyrie, 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 and I think it's easy to understand why. Okay. But what about the players and the assets that the Mavs set down the road? Before we go Way there, down the road. may I ask a question? I mean, sure. Does baggage follow too. you everywhere? Yeah. Because I've seen people say now he has a clean slate in Dallas. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that's true. I think Mavs fans are more willing to say, hey, as if you play, man, we want, we're we desperate to have something good happen here. Okay, let me ask you. We can do this later if you want. No, no, I definitely think we can. But my question, just to start that off real quick, was if Josh Green sits out a game for non-injury reasons or Lucas sits out a game for non-injury reasons, don't you think people take it one way? And then if Kyrie sits out a game for non-injury reasons, don't you think people take that in a completely Absolutely. different way? Yeah. I mean, and, I know we're all married in here, but if you are meeting a girl for the first time, but all your friends have warned you and you've kind of known this person for a while and she's been married three times, divorced three times, and all three times she got divorced is because she cheated on her right. husband. Yeah. Like you're going to go, I'm coming into this like with trying to have a clean perspective sure but i know what happened in your other three relationships and i know what you did to those three other people like Mm -hmm. there's no way we're all humans and so we're all going to take what people bring in and sometimes we give the benefit of the doubt because of their resume or what they've done in their life and sometimes like i can't give this person the benefit of the doubt because time and time again they've done this to people there is i just i was reading one story kevin and i saw one paragraph of all the things that have happened and then I saw oh, another yeah. paragraph of a bunch of good you. things that he's done. Sure. You know, like some some things that are, he's he's gone out of his way to help with financially for other people. Sure. And I was like, okay, like, does that balance? And then I was like, man, like, it just seems like baggage comes with you no matter what. Yeah. You're going to carry that, and I don't think you're going to get a clean slate. When it comes to the players we're losing, I, I became very – I loved Spencer Dinwiddie. I, I really did. Now – is he a guy that can produce and make and score points? Yeah. It, can you find that? Did you replace it? You did replace the the points. Oh, sure. I did think there was a quality of leadership and companionship that he brought into the locker room that I liked. Uh, he seemed to connect with those guys really well. Theo Pinson's a great friend of his. Um, <laughs> man, I feel like you give Theo Pinson more airtime. Man, than people are saying that because Theo Pinson and Kyrie were teammates back in the day, that everything's going to be great. Okay, um, I, if that's the case, well then hell yeah. But Spencer became a quick favorite of mine. Sure, next to Luca, like I was like, I, I'm not saying he's a star, but dude, I'll take the. He had grit. That's what I felt. Like he, that dude wouldn't back down. I'm going to go to the rack. It's going to be this. You know, I might get fouled, but I'm going to do it. And so I, that was a, a character of him that I really liked. Yeah. Dorian, people became, they loved him. But this was a question to me of, do we overvalue our own? And, and when 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 I heard Brian Scalabrini say, hey, losing him, man, a lot of championship teams would want him. They would want him as their, like, fourth or fifth option is the reality. Yeah. Now, and he was maybe like, he was your second best player at times on the court because of what he could do defensively. And man, that that uh, that team last year, the Golden State Warriors, they were running circles around this team. 
Andrew Wiggins was a superhero yeah. defensive player and was doing things offensively. He had never really risen to. Jordan Poole got paid. and so, Yeah. So, like, that, this team's starting depth was still missing in a lot of areas. I am going to miss both of those players tremendously. But I also understand the process of getting a star. I I felt better about the trade when I saw what the competing offers were because at first I was like, man, I and I get it. I've seen the numbers in Vegas as well about how much the Mavericks have climbed the charts. I've seen them from anywhere to second to fifth in the Western Conference just in terms of betting odds now when they were not in that position before. The thing that I didn't love is you didn't get off of a bad contract with the draft picks. I thought when, like, when I saw, and they're sending a 2029 first-round draft pick, and I was like, oh, okay, I thought we would get rid of Bertans or Hardaway. I really yeah. did. And so that was the part that bummed me out. And then the other thing— Even I, if it was Magoo, yeah. even if you get off of his, because he has two more years yep. of sitting the bench here right now. <laughs> that is true. And then in terms of the draft pick, here's what I want to clarify, because, you know, sometimes nuance is difficult on Twitter, is— It's not about the years. Like, I don't particularly care about the first-round draft pick and it being six years from now. Like, I get that part. But (laughs) it's the 2029 first-round draft pick and second-round picks in 27 and 29. I'm not fretting because I've already scouted the class of 29, and there's going to be this kid that's going to change the the NBA. I'm I'm not fretting about that whatsoever. My concern was once you convey the pick to the Knicks, The idea was going to be then you had your full cavalcade of draft picks that you could trade. Your four picks, your four swaps, like however you wanted to line it up there to go get your superstar. But if they're like, this is our superstar and he'll work out, I get it. And at least now you can still trade 25 and 27. So you still have two first round picks that you can trade if that's the direction you want to go. In the next three days. Yeah. and And hopefully then... There's somebody out there, and they're like, "Okay, that that will work for us." So it's not. Are about you the... consulting Kyrie before you do that? Hey, who do you like that we might trade no, for? Do not consult. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not about it's not about the players that would be in that draft or whatever. It's just about asset management. So I just wanted to clear that up because yeah. I know some people were mad at me for that. So I want to give my love to Dorian Finney-Smith. I was wrong about when they gave him the contract. I was like, "Son of a gun, man!" Because I kind of. Put him, lumped him into kind of Maxi Kleba, uh, Dwight Powell. Like, sure. dude, I why do we have to do this just because they played with us when we were winning 30 games a year? Like, let's slow down. But Dorian Finney-Smith proved that he was worth that and probably a little bit more. Probably the Mavs got a little bit lucky sure. he accepted that deal when he did because he was probably going to get three more million per year uh, on the open market. And he was great the second half of the season last year. He was great in the playoffs. And I just want to say this because I don't even know if the Mavs are even going to make the real playoffs. I'm still not convinced the Mavs are going to make the real playoffs. Interesting. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith averaged against Utah in the first round 43.3 minutes a game. So he only sat out four minutes and change per game against Utah. Now – his numbers went down against Phoenix. Now, there were some blowouts in that series. If you remember the first two games, we got run out of the gym. Uh, and obviously, the last game, nobody had to play in the fourth quarter because you're up by 70 points. He averaged 33 minutes a game against Phoenix. Now, that was a little bit of not so many close games in that series. 
And then against Golden State, he averaged 39.2 minutes. So when you're looking at Dorian Finney-Smith, he was playing almost 40 minutes a night in every playoff game that if you do make the real playoffs, he's not going to be there. You're not just replacing 20 minutes. You're replacing 40 minutes there. Yeah. And for Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie kept – he showed this year how good he was. In the playoffs, he was inconsistent, but when he was on, it was great. And I was surprised with these numbers with Dinwiddie last year in the playoffs because I just gave you Dorian Finney-Smith. Against Utah, he averaged 33.5 minutes. Against Phoenix, he averaged 23.3 minutes. Oh, wow. That is lower than I would But he started struggling so much. He didn't have a good series against Utah. And so it was like, man, he had a great game six. The closeout game, he had a good game. And then he started struggling again. So they were struggling using him. And then against Golden State, 27.6 minutes. So he was playing about half of the game in the playoffs, a little bit more than that. And you know that Kyrie's taking all those minutes. You don't have to, like, for, for sure. if you're healthy and you make the playoffs, you don't have to really worry about that. We know Kyrie's taking those minutes. But for Dorian Finney-Smith, what Brian Scalabrini said, you are – you got rid of a guy who most teams would say, hey, we can play this dude for about 30 minutes in a playoff game and know he's going to give everything he has against the other team's best offensive player. And that's one of the things when we talk all the time about, like, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, I'm not saying those are the dudes now – but why you want your players to elevate their value as much as possible. That's one of the reasons this trade got done is because Brooklyn's like, hey, we can use both of these guys now. Like that's versus the difference with the Lakers and the future draft picks. And they're like, hey, that's all fine and well. But Spencer Dinwiddie, I will argue, is having the best season of his career. Like if you look at entire seasons, this is the best shooting percentage he's ever had. This is the best three-point percentage he's ever had. And it's the second most points. So I would argue that Spencer Dinwiddie is having the best season of his career. And, and he that, loved it here. Yes. Like he's, he said as he was exiting, he really enjoyed him. This and Brooklyn were made his NBA career. Absolutely. And you add in what? That was a shot at Washington. Oh, <laughs> sure. That That's fine. Totally he, hates, he hates Washington. That's totally fine. And, and, and Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> and with... Dorian Finney-Smith, what he does, that was one of the appeals of this, is like, hey, these guys can help right away. By the way, since you were talking about his social media, did you see his other tweet? And he said, this is Dinwiddie, he said, when Shams says it's time to pack your bags, you go or to go, you go pack your bags, and then said Elijah wanted to go back home. That's his four-year-old. And so... He's a sweetie pie. He sits on the first row with his mom. Every game I went with Derek, he was there cheering on dad. So I don't feel like... You're going to find, and when there are people who are negative about this trade, which again, I think we all understand, it's because people like Dinwiddie and people like Dorian Finney-Smith or people liked having the additional draft picks and everything like that, and they will miss those being, because you always talk about, Corey, your guys. I mean, look, if Kyrie comes in and they win a championship, then everyone will forget about your guys. But right now, it's like, hey, man, those felt like two of our guys. Even though you made the trade for Dinwiddie, he has quickly become part of the fabric of this team yeah i mean can Kyrie do that like i think that dude can walk out on the court score 50 and then people are gonna be like love him sure but again three days later are you gonna have him out there at all you know and then so that's where you kind of trying to figure out he's like hey i don't know if i love dallas yet but maybe you know that but, but that's what you're losing with those two players that part of like you could just rely on them now i'm gonna kind of give a opinion here but kind of a question to you guys I wonder how much – I think Dinwiddie's okay with going to Brooklyn, uh, to be honest. Yeah. He, he sounds kind of excited about going back there if he stays there. 
I'm sure during Dorian Finney-Smith, he kind of said, I wanted to stay in Dallas. I yeah. kind of made a home here. I have, you know, the horse. I have family, everything. I wonder if, because I think about this, when guys get traded and their life changes like this, and maybe for the better, maybe for the worse, if they would have just played better against the trash uh, teams that they were playing against early in the year when everybody was sitting out games and they're playing Washington with no Bradley Beal, no Porzingis, they're playing uh, New Orleans with their three best players out, they're playing Denver with their three best players out. Like, they gave five easy wins away. Yeah. If the Mavs are sitting right now 10 games over 500 in the three seed with a good chance to being a two seed. Yep. Do the Mavs do this? They probably don't. They probably go, you know what? We are the I think second right. or third best team in the West. And we just we, came off the fine Western right. Conference Finals. We yeah. have issues. We might make a small trade here and there, but we're not going to take this big of a risk on a person that Brian Scalabrini, Tim Legler, just a lot of people around the NBA are like, man, you are taking a serious risk here. I just wonder if some of these players think, gosh, if we would have engaged in basketball early in the year, we would not be making this move. I, I think you're on to something, and I hadn't really considered it like that beforehand, but that is a, that is a very interesting point because you would be right there with Memphis. And I think coming off yeah. what they did last year, I think people would look at it as it's Denver, and then the next tier, it's Memphis and Dallas, and then in the next tier... Maybe put the Clippers in there too, and then yeah. the next tier, Kings, Suns. However, you want to chop we'll the rest in the of next, that up. Yeah, you know, I think the Mavs are trying to make more trades the next three yep. days. I think other teams are probably looking at this Kyrie thing. Not that they're going to react too much to it, but they'll probably say, "Well, what do we do now? What, what what's available for us? Maybe for Phoenix, LA, and LA to try to get better." You're you're thinking though is that the younger guys are taking the minutes over. And with green, especially, like I don't yeah. think Hardy plays. Okay, I think he watches basketball. But Green's definitely getting the more you know. Those I think minutes. Green's going to get thirty plus minutes a night, starting. Or do you think they're know. still going to start Hardaway? I think Hardaway. In, I don't know if it's intentional. I do not think it's intentional. He is pathetic off the bench. If you think he's bad as a starter, bring him off the bench. I don't know why he can't make a shot off the bench, but at least you have a chance of him making a shot as a starter. Do, do you think this will change that, though? Sorry, Corey, I know there's another question. Oh, my, the other one's Rangers related. Okay, so. do you think it will be different with Kyrie? Because I think one of the issues is the efficiency rate for Hardaway Jr. and Luka was so much higher because, obviously, Luka's awesome at passing. Yeah. Well, Kyrie can do... Uh, it's not exactly the same at this moment, but he can be an excellent passer. Do you think just the logical rotation, I know Kyrie's going to start, but you would get more time with another star player like Kyrie who can pass the ball in an advantageous situation. I hope so because the other thing too is I don't know if you can ever have Kyrie, Luka, and Tim Hardaway Jr. as your three guards on the court at the same time unless you would like to – like. You won't stop anybody. Yeah. With Green, Green is working his butt off. Yes, at times he he over he he gets a little bit too happy, and you can get by him by giving him a little bit of a pump fake still. But he's gotten way better at that. But you know that Green's going to work his tail off on defense and not care to have the ball. Twelve shots the other day. I didn't know this till he puts. He took twelve shots. That's his. That's his season high in shots in a game was twelve. So it just shows that Josh Green is not clamoring for the ball or needs 20 shots a game. 
Tim just needs 20 to 40 shots a game and can care less about anything else. And so 40. I guess I yeah, I guess it. my dream scenario does include like Bullock, Wood together. And I don't know how that works completely. And then Dwight Powell, obviously, at center because uh-huh. he's your best center, Mike. Huh. I didn't, no, I'm just joking. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think he's the. I mean, he's better than Magoo, and there's the only. They're the only two guys that kind of play that position. I wanted to throw this Rangers news out there. Oh. Are y'all cool with this? Oh. Uh, the Rangers announced this morning the appointment of Team Hall of Famer as special assistant to the general manager Chris Young, Ian Kinsler, oh. uh, will now be special assistant to Chris Young, and he will start his duties following his role as a manager of Team Israel in the 2023 yeah. World Baseball Classic. That's true. So we got Kins coming back to uh, to the Rangers to be part of the family again. I'm a tiny bit surprised. Not at all. JD's not here anymore. He lives here. Okay, that's a good that's a good point. Because he said I want him to go 0 and 162. You know that's what? just it's, the kind of competitor not, he is. It sounds it's kind of assistant to the general manager. Yeah. It's not you're not, not assistant really doing general manager. I got too you. many general manager things in that job. I okay. That's a good point. So you talked about baggage earlier. <laughs> the Rangers got rid of the JD baggage and they're like, tomorrow it's gonna be Nolan and everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, okay, that makes that makes more sense to me. It really, really does. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 1053 the fan. Coming up next, I'm gonna try it. It could fail spectacularly. Was it all Kyrie, Kyrie all weekend for you? Or did the NHL All-Star Game, Pro Bowl Games, or Joey's Cinderella run to the final of Fan Bowl occupy any of your time this weekend? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Uh-oh. Oh, Stephon Diggs throws a pick to his brother. Javon Diggs going to hold that over his brother's head for the rest of his life. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. A couple of questions for y'all. Did Fan Bowl, the NHL All-Star Game, or the Pro Bowl Games take any of your attention away from the Kyrie situation? Which I know didn't, actually the trade didn't happen until Sunday. But, that's my question, 877-881-1053. However, Corey, first, I know something has caught your attention in the world of baseball and the world of video games and I definitely think it's worth bringing up, is MLB The Show 2023 will feature eight of the greatest Negro League players of all time. And I know a lot of people are excited about that, and I think that is a really smart addition to the game. I'm not sure how much they update that particular game every single year, but this seems like a no-brainer. Did you get a chance to go to the museum whenever yes, you were in Kansas City? I did. We were both it, in Kansas City at the same time, right? It was awesome. Yeah, it was a great experience and seeing that they teamed up with MLB the show to do yep. this, like that now you're going to get that real story and not everybody can make it to Kansas City. Sure. But lots of people play MLB the show. Mike learned, he became one of them. Uh one of the greats of all time. MLB the show. and that Just was- let the guy catch the pop-up. He hit a pop-up. I'm close enough. Joey, if you can find the audio of Mike going insane, it is, it is so pretty funny. hilarious. Uh, so, like, the, 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 the fact that this story, like, they're, they're going to tell some stories, have it involved in that. It's going to be like really a little like that, documentary yeah. throughout. So I like it. And what? I think they can build on it, man. Oh, for sure. Because right now, I think they're only putting in eight, eight players. And so there is a lot of room for growth right there. One of the... 
People describing it said, the best way I can explain it is it's an amalgamation of short documentary series combined with curated moments of gameplay. And then he said, each of the eight players has a storyline. And then you get to learn about the players and then immediately play as them. Yeah. So if you want to be, you know, Satchel Page, boom, you're in. Or Jackie Robinson, which I, I know that's a little bit different because obviously he played he made soon, the transition there, yeah. sooner yeah, in Major League Baseball. Like Bob Gibson. I mean, Bob, Bob Gibson. Gibson. Sorry, Josh Gibson. Yeah. yeah, actually, interestingly enough, I do not believe that Josh Gibson okay. is in this first group of eight, but it's got like Buck O'Neill and I, I'm sure he'll be like when Corey said there's room for expansion. It seems like a no-brainer that he would be next. And how many people who love create a player or like yeah. see what stats? What kind of stats do you want to try to put up with Satchel Page and Josh Gibson? You'd be like, <laughs> ah, win MVP, Cy Young, and every other award you can come up with. So I think it's pretty cool. There's a there's a photographer I follow. Her name is Meredith Frost. Okay, uh, she's up in New York, I believe. She has a like one of the coolest pictures of Satchel Page I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, really? All the way. I'm gonna go find it and see if I can shoot it your way because it is. It's just him sitting on a, the hood of a car, uh, like in Harlem, and it's just it's just oh, wow. awesome, dude. Now, we had Fan Bowl over the weekend, and most of us did poorly. I finally, about halfway through my game against Gavin Dawson, changed strategies and kicked off with my right hand and then played the rest of the board with my left hand, and that really made some progress, but I'd fallen too far behind, and so I lost. However... Our very own Joey Erickson made a run all the way to the finals. Who did you chomp out on your path to the championship? Uh, well, first off, I, I sent Bobby Belt early. <laughs> I you think he sent himself early. early but yeah. I saw um, that, man. Well, you know, he's on soda, so he could only do the hard liquor stuff. So <laughs> I, I think that had to do with some of the, the issues. Uh, but I bounced him. Uh, Larry Flores was next. He had the first round by. So he started off slow and he just never could catch up. Did you give him the horns down after that to really <laughs> rub it in? Dang it, I should have. Uh, CA, uh, that one was a breeze, I'm going to be honest. It was, oh, it was a tough one for him. And then I took on the morning show producer, Payne Russell, and we played a heck of a match. But I was able to be, I put up 63 points on him. Did that feel like a, so, did that feel like an important match for upward mobility at the station? Because you guys are both in similar positions. Yes. And you wanted to take him out to assert your dominance. Absolutely. You know, I have a chip on the shoulder, so I had to get that done. And then I ran into uh, the legend, RJ Choppy. And, uh, yeah. What happened in that one? Um, the moment was too big, honestly. For Is that myself. what it was? There were a year, lot of people yeah, crowding around the board. Experience and next year, okay, I see where you're going it, it with this. It was a Dak Prescott 2016, you know, just breezing through the, the regular season. And then it's time to take on Aaron Rodgers. And, and then, uh, yeah, well, you made it to the finals. I was, I was happy with that. That was a heck of a run. Chop was clearly that. he was the most motivated because yeah. Sarah was there, and so like his whole like his, he was kissing her before our match. Yeah. I was I didn't know what to think. Did that was, psych you out? Yeah, it psyched me out. I was like, oh, I wish Parker was down here. That would have helped. I could at least have that little. Not the Parker but, you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, that's okay. All right. Okay, my bad. Yeah, I was like, and all right, this is interesting. Former producer. Hey, Parker. don't judge what his motivation <laughs> I didn't is. Know. I didn't know. He wants to kiss Parker Hillis to win the championship. Let's do that. Want. All right. Yeah. For a championship. Fan was awesome, though. Yeah. Great time. I, there was a couple times when there were so many people around, I couldn't see the updated bracket because I lost. 
my first match, which Wade Phillips was, was the second game. Yep. And I couldn't see the, the bracket because there were so many people crowded around the tables. I was like, man, come on. I thought I was supposed to play Chop for some reason in the first round or the second round, if you will, Kevin, uh, until like I realized I was playing Ruben. And evidently, Ruben had a little bit of a – he was on a hot streak too. I could not get the, the hurricane paper football <laughs> to stop sliding. Uh, across the table, I could like every. I would pump it, pump it, bam, and then it would just fly right off the edge of the table every single time. And that's not usually how it goes for me. Usually, I'm pretty good. I have a pretty good showing in this in this thing. From the eight zero six, Joey, I'm gonna allow you to respond. Is it both Bobby and Sean in bitterness accuse you of cheating? Have you heard these accusations? I have not heard these accusations. How dare they? Not they were the loudest people there. (laughs) As with many many fan events, is they accuse you of being a pusher and not a flicker. Which you know, now that I think about it, is probably not the way I would have phrased it. But (laughs) were they just bitter? I I, I assume so. I I was doing the same strategies everybody else, so they can just. I can hold the L. And then Sean and Bobby may or may not have had their side cash game. and No, they did. Okay. Sean definitely took that $100 off of his plate. He said $500. Bobby wanted to make it for $500. Sean was like, I can't take advantage of this guy in the state that he's in at the moment. Now, for the rest of the weekend, I know Kyrie took over on Sunday Friday night and Saturday, did you dive into any NHL All-Star game or did you get into the Pro Bowl games either the Thursday before or on Sunday when they finished it up? I did watch uh, the uh, the flag football game, Kevin, and okay. I had a blast with that. Like, I really did enjoy it because I was watching uh, one Eugene uh, Robinson. He got arrested Eugene at the Smith. Super Bowl that year. Is that Geno? Geno Smith. Absolutely cook. Uh, that's what Reggie was saying. I was like, he is, dude. He's he's throwing darts out here. I uh, saw some. Did you see? I saw one play, Kevin, where Devontae Adams was heading to the end zone for a touchdown. And somebody, I think Ramsey, was about to pull his flag. So he just dropped the ball behind him in the air to Tyreek Hill. And then Jalen Ramsey ran, ran his right ass over. Him. And there, there were so many times where targets were very close to defenders. And they couldn't resist like hitting they they, yeah. they it was just in them to hit so it was, and then i don't know if you saw this Devonte adams got his touchdown stood up and did the discount double check Ooh, okay are you more impressed by that or did you see their dunk competition essentially the skills catch where amon Ra st brown went off the trampoline did a full front flip and then caught the football wow that is impressive it did look pretty cool also did you see turpin getting out during that flag football game and making some special moves. And I was like, hold on. So Peyton Manning or Eli Manning can get him involved in the offense real quickly, but Kellen Moore couldn't? Come on. I think that's the only reason I didn't like that because of how many people hit me up on (laughs) social media and be like, you see what Turpin could have done in the offense? I'm like, is that exactly the same Mm, we're going to say? Exactly. The Polos know me. They sent no Pro Bowl stuff my way on social media. (laughs) Not a single one. They knew that I was not going to watch a second of it. Would you be more apt then? You have to watch all of the Pro Bowl games or all of the NHL All-Star Tournament. 
Um, Joey, I know what your vote Slim would be. Slim Scotty, do they try it all in the NHL All-Star game? Uh, not really. It's <laughs> okay, you know what? Just to prove that, let's go to cut number five right here. Jason Robertson scored a goal in the championship game. Here's the excitement or any level of interest you got from the announcers. He said he gives Rick Bonus a lot of credit for his improvement. And he just was on ice for a goal. Yeah, by set up. Robertson. Yeah, beautiful finish by Jason Robertson. Catch the fever, Corey! I already caught the fever for Jason Robertson, dude. Yeah. You, you know wish, that. You wish the announcers. I kind of the wish they had n- known, too, that he was doing his thing. And they were talking about the other guy that had the puck because they're mentioning Rick Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Bonus is awesome. great, dude. All right. Have you made, are you going to go with the All Star game then because Slim Scotty recommends it? It sounds, I don't watch the NBA All Star game either anymore because <laughs> I don't want to watch people walk around and diddle daddle around <laughs> okay i think i might have been able to convince you to watch the skills competition then skills is better because i don't mind skill okay. competition stuff so i guess i would go with the pro bowl thing they did because there's not really a game anymore that is true but the nhl all-star skills competition jason robertson was in the chipotle nhl pitch and puck which is a combination between golf shots and hockey oh, shots cool. he didn't win did what did the sumo wrestlers do that made the Pro Bowl? What's that? The offensive line. Oh, okay. I was thinking like they had that blow up sumo suit competition. That's what they should do with those guys. Yeah, that, somebody get hurt. That is fair. Now, Corey. Oh, actually, Miles Garrett did dislocate a toe See? during the Pro Bowl. I would. I would like demand. Sounds like Robert a, Edwards again in 1999. As the Players Association, I would demand Nobody. to never have to play that game. I would be like, no. We're not doing it. Even though I was thoroughly entertained by all of it. Right. CeeDee Lamb didn't get enough touches. Okay, but this did also happen. This audio? No, well, this is unrelated to CeeDee Lamb. This is the most important audio. If we go to cut number one, Snoop Dogg was there shouting out Diggs and Parsons. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Dogg. We're hanging out with 7-Eleven. I'm here all night. All night. night. All night, boys. Baby, up all night, boys. What's happening? Hey! So the Mike Parsons is so excited that Snoop was like 7 and 11 <laughs> and then called them the all night boys huh. and then the up all night boys. Open 24-7. Okay. Yeah. We're changing it from the hot boys. <laughs> We're hot seven, boys. Up get all your night hot, boys. Hot boys are sold out. All night boys. Get your all night boys here. There's no locks on this defense's door. All night. This we got the boys. Uh-huh. I feel like... All night, boys. Is that what All we want? All night, boys. When it's time All for night. Diggs to tackle... Get Lionel Richie. Get a big gulp. Oh, because he's not going to... Probably not going to tackle. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, so... go fishing. <laughs> I so regret <laughs> playing that audio now. I really, really That is do. awesome, though, man. Snoop Dogg, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, me it's Snoop. That's great. Do you think Jerry, what, next time we have Jerry on, we can ask him about Snoop Dogg? Hey, no Jerry, what are your thoughts no on clue. Snoop Dogg? I bet. Dude, hold on, Mike. He doesn't even know who the other team is. But was there a time that you thought, man, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg are going to be besties? Never. You never thought that until that happened. <laughs> what if 
What if Snoop <laughs> has, Snoop has not been hired by the Joneses to play the halftime at Thanksgiving? So no, Jerry does not know who Snoop Dogg God, is. I'm That's asking. all I want That's now. All, yeah. Jimmy goes into the Ring of Honor and Snoop performs at the halftime mm-hmm. of the Thanksgiving game. Holy cow. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Will Brandon Ayuk put his money where his mouth is? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Second down and eight on the Ram 34-yard line. Kittle is inside of Ayuk right. They motion McCaffrey backwards pass to McCaffrey. And he's going to throw downfield wide open. Brandon Ayuk! KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. Biscuits. And we start with you just heard the highlight of Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk said he would bet everything he has, hypothetically speaking, if he were going to bet on this game, I'd go take everything that I own, get it in cash, and put my money on Kansas City. Okay. Makes well, a lot, let's I mean, do it. Yeah. Is, is that because... Looks like I'm missing the flight. He saw how, how good the Eagles are, yeah, and he was cool. like... No, he said with those weapons that they have, they're going to destroy Philly's defense. <sighs> have you seen the stats? I on- don't know who's going to win. That's that is fair. I don't have a I don't I don't have a pick. I need my hundred twenty dollars from you. Are you going all in? Is Derek going all I in? I don't know. Because he owes you four hundred, right? Yeah. I it's so bad that I I'm gonna win this year, but I feel like I'm gonna lose because I owe you money. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted for uh, one, I wanted I, this year to be the year where you you paid me twenty bucks. That's all so I needed. Sad. I it needed twenty dollars, not hundred fifty dollars, not two hundred dollars, just twenty bucks. And then we get to the Super Bowl game, and I'm like, I get what Brandon Ayuk is saying, but I don't. He's just mad they lost. Yeah, because I think it's a very even matchup. Yeah, which I'm, I can see the game going either way. I might give a slight edge to the Eagles, but it is razor sharp. But he's confident. He's I his mean, rookie deals like I don't know twelve million dollars. Corey, I heard a national person ragging on Jalen Hurts. Now you know that I haven't been a huge fan of Jalen Hurts, but I admit I was wrong. I think don't think people hear that. They built enough. a better offense around and, him. And yes. he got way better. He had a great year. He improved tremendously. Most improved player. I think he should be up for that award. I, I don't think he is because he's in the MVP right. situation, but he could be the winner of that award. At so they were taking shots at him because it was somebody like me who doesn't like him or doesn't think he's a great quarterback. And they're like, look what he's done in the playoffs. I'm like, what did you want him to do? They were destroying New York at yeah. halftime. They pretty much wrapped up the game early in the third quarter oh, yeah. against San Francisco. Yeah. So they're like, oh, the new bar is you throw for 150 yards and a touchdown, and that makes you a good quarterback. And I'm like, there's nothing Jalen Hurts could have done. All he had to do was win the game. They were up by 20 points in both games. I did see recently, um, I think it was this morning maybe, they showed the number one offense versus the number one defense, like in Super Bowl history. Yeah. The last one, Kevin, maybe it was the last few or something like that. 
The last one time that happened, Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. What was the score? Oh, yeah. That's when Kansas City's offensive line was yeah. all gone, right? 31 to 9. Ooh. The other one that they showed was 2014 Seattle versus Denver. I was like 56 to 3. 43 to 8. Close so down. that was number one offense versus number one defense okay. at that time. Hmm. So if that helps you in any way. Who was the offensive coordinator for that Seattle team? Man, hold on. Was it Schottenheimer? Was it Schottenheimer? No, no, because he was there in the Let Russ Cook uh, era, not it. that time. Yeah. Dang it. Sorry. <laughs> but Madden said Madden has done their simulation for the game. They predict the Philadelphia Eagles to win 31 to 17. And Jalen Hurts is named the MVP. 26 of 33 for 282 yards, two touchdowns. And also runs for another 88 yards. Whoa. I will take the under on those numbers. (laughs) I think that is... I'll take both unders. That's a lot. I think that is probably fair. Do you want any insight into Derek Holland's betting strategy? I hope this is okay for Eric. He said, oh, yeah, he's he's going all in. Are you serious? He just said he doesn't know who yet. So we'll find out. So he's decided he's all in. So he's betting $400. Well, he's betting whatever. You know, we're just having a little fun here and there. Not really. It's $400 Monopoly dollars. Yeah, it's fake money. Um, (laughs) Wow. And he doesn't know who he's picking. I like it. It's, I don't know who I'm picking either. That's why I can't bet against you. I would love to bet $120 yeah. of, you know, you know, fake money. You know, uh-huh. like, <laughs> I and, do. And, uh, but because usually when we say 10 or 20 bucks, like, oh, whatever, who 10, cares? Yeah. Do you believe in the script, Kevin? The thing that was like on Wikipedia, right, about the final score and it had detailed. Uh, the, every year this happens, though. the script of Does the first it really? Yeah, every year this happens and they haven't been right consistently. So okay. I'm not willing, like in the last few years. This is the first time. Obviously, I've Bart s- Starr didn't have Wikipedia <laughs> popping up there while he was playing. This is the first time I've seen it. I've seen it. So if it is 37 to 34, it's going to change my yeah, world. Yeah, I can understand that. Like that would really change everything What if we you. go back in Webster's Dictionary or Webster? I don't know who made encyclopedias. Merriam Webster. Webster made dictionaries. Mm-hmm. Did they also make encyclopedias? I think it was it was a John M. Encyclopedia. You guys are old <laughs> enough. Did, did you guys have door to door people that yes, would come yeah. by with encyclopedias? Yeah, we like had them. We had them. Six hundred bucks to know everything about everything. <laughs> did they also have like door to door vacuum cleaner salesmen or steak knives and yeah. It was the Britannica family. I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Now, are you laughing about that? Is it not really the Britannica family? family. Somebody else. I'm inclined to believe whatever you say. By the way, the biggest biggest bet on the Super Bowl so far, because this is when betting will really ramp up this week, bet MGM took a million-dollar bet on the Eagles on the money line. And so the spread's one and a half, so the odds aren't too disproportionate, but a million dollars on the Eagles right there. Here is a potentially weird and bad sign for the Chiefs. I meant to bring this up last week. Do you know, since 1991, there had not been... Washington. That is right. There had not been... Oh, actually, I guess it's 1990. They have to go New back York. to New York. They were 13-6 and six against the spread. Next year, Washington, 14-5. and five. Cowboys, 14-5. and five. On and on and on. There had not been a team with a losing record against the spread... Until last year. So the span of 30 years. And then the Rams were 10 and 11 against the spread. Eagles this year, 
11 and 9 against the spread. Chiefs, 9 and 11 against the spread. Oh, great. So neither one of them are like that far away from the other. But this could be the second year in a row the Super Bowl winner has a losing record against the spread after it didn't happen for 30 years. I will say the Chiefs aren't great against the spread for multiple years now. They, it they feels make like their, the spread is always, always make their outsized, number very right? high because they know that a lot of people want to bet on Patty Mahomes and Kansas City, and I've unfortunately fallen into that, and that's why I owe you money every year, Kevin. <laughs> fake money. Yes, definitely fake money. All right, here's something that could help the Chiefs out is, did you guys already point out that Travis Kelsey said don't put a jersey on the Rocky statue? Uh, no, why did he say that? Because he doesn't want... Like a like a Chiefs jersey or an Eagles jersey? No, he doesn't want a Chiefs jersey because that means they're going to lose. Is because several throughout the year and in the NFC Championship game, and I think maybe the last Super Bowl that the Eagles were in, opposing fans go find the Rocky jer- the Rocky statue and they put their team's jersey on it, and those teams lose. Wow! So he's like going into the superstitious mode of. If you put a 49ers jersey, excuse me. Does he only know that because he has a brother on the other team? Like, would any other team? Yeah, they do a podcast together. So I'm I'm just assuming, like, I don't know that. Like, I'm a Cowboys fan, kind of. (laughs) That's the spirit. (laughs) Cowboy fans don't do that every year, do they? Like, when Dallas goes to Philadelphia. And if they do, we don't know about it. The Niners were using it as, like, Brocky. They were calling calling Brock. Brock. Whoops. Purdy, they were calling him Brocky, and then that happened. And he so hurt maybe his UCL. Maybe that is the curse, dude. Maybe that is. By the way, from the nine four zero, Dave Dravecki of San Francisco. I hooked up with a door to door saleswoman that showed up at my door, was trying to sell me some security system. They say, Kevin. Did, oh. Okay, I don't want to say no. I was just going to ask for real, or is that like that's an, what they said on the nine four zero watch? Because that's the dream, right? <laughs> is it? Yeah, like some. Hot person that you'd be interested in comes up to the to the door and they're like, I got some steaks for sale. And you're like, mine are free of charge. And then just bang, time to go. Right. Are they pork chops? Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Porterhouse? Nobody has ever thought about hooking up with a door-to-door salesman. I, this might be like <laughs> a bygone era question. I don't know how many door-to-door salespeople you see anymore. I cannot recall the last time. Like, people still come to my door and, like, want to tell me about Jesus and stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm with you. I am very pro-Jesus. But they're not trying to hook up because yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. But I don't know how many door-to-door salesmen are still out there in the world doing the thing. And... I don't. It feels like it'd be frowned upon to hook up with a client. There's no way we're beating that. <laughs> Friday, you won at one thirty. <sighs> I thought it was a relevant story. I was, it was curious a great about story, and I loved it. And we will be hearing it again in the one thirty hour in Phoenix, Arizona. It was amazing to see Mike's face <laughs> and how quickly he was like, Joey, this is the winner. <laughs> Wow. Good job, Kevin. In From, fact, can we play that at 1.30 again today? <laughs> I about mean, Mike likes it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that might end up in. I would love to that be your first question to Kyrie Irving, if we can just replay that just to see where he takes it from there. From the 817, Kevin, who the hell said she was hot? She's a door-to-door salesman, not a pharmaceutical rep. <laughs> Pharma- yeah, that's fact. Are you just basing that off of the Anne Hathaway movie? No, I'm basing it off of every time I've been. When she played Catwoman? No, when she <laughs> wanted to have hook up with Jake Gyllenhaal. 
was it one night, two night stand or something and, like but that? But then they like fell in love or something, and Tony Romo was at the same theater that I was at watching was she, that movie. Was it she died. I think that does sound right. Yeah, and she and then she pushed him away because she didn't want him to be. Can't too really close. remember what happened. We're like, who's that person that keeps saying Jim after every sentence? <laughs> oh, it's Tony Romo. <laughs> All right, let's go from that. Jim. By the way. Third down, big play here, Jim. Yeah, I know. Your name's Jim Nance. Nobody else says that. Troy Eggman doesn't say Joe after every sentence. I still, I want to point out, uh, come on. I want to point out I was going after Tony Romo when he thought every play was a touchdown. Like, what was that Cowboys game when it should have been 50 Eight to fifty-two or something. It's just mm-hmm. sprain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Dag's oh just God. a sprain. Hopefully, we can work the cramp out there. And you're like, no, his leg has turned the opposite way. Probably not. As long as we're talking about football players or former football players who also loved golf, did you see that Aaron Rodgers won the Pro Bell? Damn it. Oh, the Blue Bell. I the Pro Am at Pebble Beach. I wanted to say I the see Pro Bell at Am Beach. He beat and- Josh Allen. I think I saw it on the bottom line. I didn't watch it. So congratulations to him. But does that, that go in line though with the when they asked him about teaming up with Devontae Adams again and he said, Tell Devontae to buy me one of those houses out uh, buy me a house out there. But it's only and fair. And Devontae tweets House shopping is fun. Yeah. See, <laughs> Devontae knows what works. Is I'll give you a car, I'll get a house from this person. Like I appreciate that. The Giants OC, Mike Kafka, is going to be interviewing with the Cardinals today. That is his second interview, and supposedly he's one of the three finalists for that job. So we will see if the Cardinals pick up the Giants OC right there. And then also the Jets have uh, supposedly the rumblings are that the Jets are not going to trade Zach Wilson. I don't know if that's because they still believe in him because they're waiting to see what happens there in Rodgers or they think they'll get no value for him. That, I'm not sure. We're the KNC Masterpiece. Great stuff, Kevin. Thanks, Corey. You knocked it out of the park. I wanted to say Jim. Uh, Coming up next. Jim. Give us your chance to grade the Kyrie trade because even the national spots seem to be all over the board. What grade would you give the Mavs for this Kyrie trade? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan.